մեխում կնացրեին հնգաստան եւ ասել էին որ մենք ուզում ենք եկեղեցու գլխավորին տեսնենք եկեղեցու գլուխին a group a group of people had gone to india and had said we want to see the head of the church եւ հետո եկեղեցու հովի վիրանց ասել էր մենք այստեղ գլուխ չունենք մեր գլուխը տերն է the pastor had said we have no head our head is the lord եւ մենք ամենս պոչ ենք and each of us is the tail եւ շնորհակալեմ այս բոլոր կաջերանքի համար որ սերի չարզարեց thank you to charles for all the encouraging words այդ իրականության մեջ մենք եկեղեցում հատուկ պաշտոն չունենք ավելի շուտ ծառաության համար ենք տանջվել we don't really in one sense have an official title position in the church all of us are called to serve եւ ովոր ուզումա ավելի բարձր պաշտոնի հասնի պիտի ավելի շատ ծառայի and whoever wants to have uh, the highest place of honor has to serve the most եւ ավելի շուտ մենք որոշել ենք ավելի շատ մարդկանց ոտքերը լվանանք so people who've been chosen have been chosen to to wash more people's feet եւ այդ նպատակի համար էր որ այս անցյալ օրվակի կանցել ունենք որ կարողանային մնացած եկեղեցիներին էլ 8 տատ եկեղեցուն որ արդեն մեզի միացել են եւ մի քանի հատներ շուտով կմիանան նրանց կարողանանք օկտավետ ծառայություն անենք այդ ժամանակ որ նրանք կարիք ունեն and eight churches have joined the network we hope others will join and the the purpose of of having the structure is to be able to serve these churches more effectively աշտերոչ praise the lord ուզում եմ միատ համար կարդամ որ i'd like to read a verse այս համարը մեզի ասում է որ մենք կարող ենք խնդրենք որ մատ հիվանդություն ձեր կբերենք and this uh, verse tells us that we are we have the right to ask to receive a certain sickness մենք ընդհանրապես աղոթում ենք հիվանդներ բժշկվեն in general we pray to be for, for sick people to be healed այդ այստեղ հապակում է այս հրողը որ հիվանդանա but the writer here expresses the desire to become sick. Եվ ասում արդեն հիվանդ է։ And he's already sick. Եվ սա գրված է երկերքոց, it's in song of songs, որ սիրարական գիրք է, it's a song of love, uh, it's a book of love. Հինգերորդ գլխի ու տերորդ համարի մեջ։ In the 5th verse, 5th uh, chapter, 8th verse. Եվ սա այսպես է։ Երթում եմ տալիս ձեզ ով Երուսաղեմի աղջիկներ եթե գտնեք իմ սիրականին ինչ եք ասելու նրան ասեցեք թե սիրով հիվանդ եմ ես սիրով հիվանդ եմ ես ուտամար O daughters of Jerusalem I charge you if you find my lover what will you tell him tell him I am faint with love I shall love you and This is a good illness to have. Եվ այսօր մենք ուզում ենք աղոթենք որ այս հիվանդությունը մենք գտնենք. And we want to pray that we would become sick with this disease. Որտեղ առանց ես հիվանդությամբ մենք չենք կարող առողջ քրիստոնյաներ լինենք. Because without this sickness we cannot be healthy Christians. Եվ ես տեսել եմ իմ կյանքից մեջ այսպեսի հիվանդներ. I've seen people in my life who are sick with this disease. Քանի օր կի գիղարհայկի ժապավենը տեսել այսինքն իրա ֆիլմը տեսել How many of you have seen the film about brother Hike's life Գիտեք որ այդ ֆիլմը ոչ թե միայն եղբայր հայկի 
You'll know that that uh, documentary wasn't just a biography of a Brother Hike's life, it was also a biography of different martyrs' lives. One of those brothers was Brother Dibaj, and Brother Hike paid a very high price for his life. People who have been uh, coming to this church a long time will have probably heard about Brother Dibaj. Because he's someone who was completely in love with Christ, I'd like to talk a bit about him. And to go a bit further into describing what it looks like when you're someone who's completely in love with Christ. Dibaj was in prison for nine years and one month for following Christ. And for two and a half years he was in solitary confinement. They tortured him several times to try and get him to deny Jesus, but he never denied Jesus. He used to have been an extremely fanatical Muslim, but then he became a very devoted Christian. When they brought him out of solitary confinement into the general prison, and we were allowed to visit him, one time Brother Sam had come to Iran and we went together to visit Brother Dibaj. And we saw him, we saw Brother Dibaj sitting on the side of the iron bars and we were able to speak with him. Lots of people were speaking uh, with their loved ones at the same time, and so we were trying to speak up so we could be heard. We could hardly hear his voice. There was a lot of noise. Whatever we asked Dibaj, we got a different answer from him. We said, uh, Brother Dibaj, what would you like us to bring for you? What do you need? He would talk about heavenly, about heavenly revelations about Christ. He was a very positive person, very victorious. He was on a completely different level. We couldn't understand the world that he was in. And his face was shining with light. And I was envious of him that day. When I came back with Brother Sam, we thought Brother Dibaj was a, somehow... Um, an elevated Christian, a Christian on a different plane, and we were much lower than him. Because when he finished sharing of his experience and his revelations, he said, well, you tell me about yours, and we had nothing to tell him. 
he saw that we had an alpha course for new believers in the church. He said, what are you doing? He said, we're discipling new Christians. He said, don't prepare disciples. It's not enough. The conditions are such now that preparing disciples isn't enough to get a result. So we said, what do we need to do? He said, you need to prepare lovers of Christ. People who are in love. In times of persecution, only people who are in love with Jesus will survive. When he was in prison, the head of the prison once said, Dibaj, if you saw a dream where Christ appeared to you and said to you, after me another prophet will come, in other words, Muhammad, would you worship him? Would you listen to Jesus if he said that? Dibaj said, if Christ personally appeared to me and told me to do that, I would fall at his feet. I'd say, Jesus, if you want to punish me, punish me. If you want to hang me, then hang me. If you want to send me to hell, then send me. But do not send me to someone other than yourself. I've chosen you. I'm in love with you. I don't accept anyone else in my life. That is what it means to be in love. How in love are we with Jesus? How much in love are we? Last week I spoke about how Jesus is our life. And I said this is something that's very important. If you take a fish out of water, it won't survive. That's how it is with us and Jesus. Without Jesus, we have no life. So today, the continuation of what I was saying last week is this, that Jesus is our lover. Without being in love of Jesus, you can't enjoy the Christian life. It's Christ's love, love for Christ, which motivates us. It's Christ's love, which refreshes us. It's Christ's love which enables us to continue our life with a, with a warm heart. 
we can we can live a Christian life which is which is exciting, which isn't boring when we're in love with Christ. Without real love for Christ, our Christian life is dull, uninteresting, and, and unpleasant. And you know that's what Jesus expects from us. Jesus wants people who are in love with him. He doesn't want followers. He doesn't want people just going along behind him. Jesus doesn't want yes people who just nod their head blindly. He wants people who are in love with him. Jesus set out conditions for following him in such a way that many people were forced to leave him and not follow. He made it quite difficult to follow him. I went to a very charismatic church in England and I asked the pastor, what would you do if you saw a young couple in the church who were living together before marriage? What would your position be? We don't judge, this is personal problem. I said, well, don't judge them, but don't you want to help them to come out of that situation? He said, brother, if we were strict, then people wouldn't want to come to this church. So we need to avoid such subjects so that people come to church. I said, I said sorry, can I just clarify, is it a church or is it a social club? And I noticed that during, uh, during the church service, people would like worship very freely, very actively, but also start kissing each other. And people weren't allowed to say anything to them because there was a principle that there was complete freedom in the church. And I've often asked, where are these people who are completely in love with Jesus? Jesus said, whoever loves his mother, father, brother, sister, anyone close more than Jesus, then he's not my follower. Apart from that, Jesus asked Peter, Peter, do you love me? And Peter said, yes, Lord, you know I love you. And Jesus asked three times. He asked Peter, do you love me more than these things? Lord, of course, you know I love you. And then Jesus said, if you love me, then you know what to do. And today, the Lord is asking us the same question. How much do you love me? How much more do you love the things which you possess? And you know the greatest invitation of this book? You probably know. 
ամբողջ աստվածաշունչը այս երկու հրամանի մեջ համառոտ է եղել the whole bible can be summed up in, in short verses Jesus said Love the Lord your God of all your heart, all your mind, all your strength, and of all your being, and love your neighbor as yourself. The whole Bible can be summed up with those words. So do you understand how important it is to love God? God wants people who are in love with him. Because God is love. And he cannot relate to people deeply who have not understood what love is. God is looking for people who are in love with him. Because he's in love with us. And love cannot be one way. It's a two-way thing. Do you remember what Jesus said about the church in Ephesus in the book of Revelation? It was a good church. He said, you're a good church. You have patience. You've kept the faith. You've endured in persecution. You haven't forgotten my word. But... I have this against you. You have forgotten your first love. You don't love me like you used to. What else did he say? He said, examine and go and see where you have fallen. What was the reason you are no longer in love with me? Go and correct that, repent from that. If you don't do that, I will come and take your torch and extinguish the flame. And will punish you. Is it the same in our relationship with Christ? What could have replaced our love for Christ? We're all so busy. People are so busy nowadays in life. They wake up, say hi to each other. At the end of the day, they say bye. And that's, that's pretty much it. And the relationship of love has become robotic. Everyone's involved in their own life, their own things, their computer, their television, their books, whatever it might be, and the love relationship has diminished. And this is a great source of pain. And uh, we need to have renewal in this area. Living without love in a family is extremely painful.
How much can someone really be deeply satisfied through work or through an official position they have? Everyone has a need to love and to be loved. Everyone has that need. Uh, Billy Graham said that in the church there was a couple who had no children. And after several years when they realized they can't have children, they went to adopt a child from an orphanage. They picked the most beautiful child. Yeah, okay. And someone, someone who was an intelligent child. And they paid a lot of money for that. They were rich. And they thought, what can we do to, to attract this child? They thought children like to eat tasty things. So they started to offer tasty things to eat. The child got sad. Then they promised wonderful clothes to the child. They bought different clothes. The child was sad. When they offered dolls and toys and all kinds of things, the child cried. Nothing worked. The child wasn't happy. What would you like? We won't let you want for anything. The child said, if you want to take me home to give me all those things, it's better that you just leave me here in the orphanage. Tell me, do you love each other in your house? Will you love me or not? Even a small child understands that a man cannot live by bread alone. Nothing can fill us like love can fill us. Uh, my, my previous wife, Anahid, who was a real source and fountain of love, she gave me some advice. She said, Edward, don't change anything for love. Don't swap love for anything. Because love cannot be replaced by anything else. Nothing can take the place of love. If you cannot solve a problem with love, I guarantee you won't be able to solve it with anything else either. So don't fall into the temptation that you can find satisfaction or solutions in life by anything other than love. It won't give you an answer. When I see George Bush's face at the moment, I have pity for him. Because the war that he started in Iraq, he couldn't finish in the way that he wanted. And America, mighty as it is, is being ridiculed by Iran. Another way needs to be found. Terrorists attack each other. They cause pain. 
What was the point of it all in the Middle East? If only the world could understand what love really is. The love of Christ, which is higher than all wisdom, if only they understood this. I don't want to start talking about politics. In the short time that we have, Let's think a bit about what it's like to be in love with Christ. And I'd like us to pray today for this disease. I'm praying at the moment that God will give me this disease. I really need this disease. Someone who's in love thinks about his beloved day and night. At the time when his loved one is next to him and the times when the loved one is away. The person's always in his mind. Nothing occupies his mind and fills his heart as much as his loved one. The love for his beloved takes the first place in his life, the highest place in his life. That's someone who's in love. That's what I see when I read the Psalms. David says, I wake up in the middle of night and I worship you. Early in the morning I seek you. My, my whole being is before you. I'm thirsty for you as dry land is thirsty for water. As the deer pants for the water, so my soul longs after you. How can I enter your presence? Lying in my bed, I remember you. Day and night, I meditate on your truth. He's someone in love. That's why God said about David, he's a man after my own heart. His relationship with God wasn't a relationship of law. It was based on love. He didn't pray like the Pharisees used to pray. If someone in the Old Testament can be so in love with God, how much more should we be under the New Testament rules? Someone who's in love does not tire of the presence of the person he's in love with. He draws pleasure from the presence. He always wants to be with that person. Time is never enough. He's always thinking, I don't want this time to end. Someone wants to pray for half an hour. And he asked his wife to knock on the door after he'd been praying for half an hour so he could get on with his work. An hour passed. The wife came and knocked on the door. But the husband was already in a different world. The wife came back after half an hour. 
And the husband said, well, well, how did this half hour go by so quickly? He'd been in prayer for three and a half hours. He thought a half an hour had just gone by. His situation was just like the situation of you and I. He was that in love. People pray for a few minutes and they get tired easily. They really want to get up and go. They say everything they need to say and then they get up and go. Are we in love with Jesus? Someone who's in love has a lot of things to say. He can talk at length and talk in detail and listen in length detail. When he's talking with other people, he's always talking about the person he loves. Someone in love is always thinking about what he can do to keep the person he's in love with happy. Someone who's in love doesn't think about his own game. The whole time he thinks about what his loved one wants or needs. Are we really like this? Do we always think about what would make the Lord happy? And what we need to do to make the Lord smile? What do we need to do to have received the Lord's seal on our lives? Have you heard the story of the two brothers who loved each other very much? I can't remember if I've told you or not. It really affected me. It's a small story but quite meaningful. One brother was married, the other wasn't. Both were farmers in a large, a large field. One lived on one side of the field. The other who wasn't married lived on the other side. When night came, the married person thought, well, I've already settled. I've got a wife. I've got a family. My poor brother's not married. He doesn't really have anything. Let me create a future for him and give him an extra portion of this corn. Without telling the brother, and the unmarried brother thought the same. He thought, I'm not married. I don't have responsibilities. My brother's married. He's got a family to feed. He needs more help. Let me go and give this extra portion of corn to my brother. And both brothers were doing the same thing. 
And uh, the same amount of corn kept going backwards and forwards between the houses. And one brother didn't know what the other was doing. One night when there was no moon, it was complete darkness. Both brothers were walking with their, with their bundle of corn. And they bumped into each other halfway Brother said, what are you doing here at this time of night? The other said, what are you doing here? What's in that you're carrying? He said, well, what are you carrying? And they couldn't keep it concealed any longer. So both brothers are standing there and trying to persuade the other. One saying, you need this more. The other saying, no, you need it more than me. They put the corn down, started weeping and, and, cut, and hugged each other. Uh, uh, um, tears of love. Love which uh, doesn't um, seek its own gain. Where can you find love like this other than in the Bible? Someone who's in love has this characteristic. His whole desire is to keep the Lord pleased with himself, to please the Lord. Someone, someone recently said to me, you've been serving God for 40 years and you've just been elected superintendent again. Isn't it time you took a break? You have been pastor, you have pastor of three churches now, you're a superintendent of this whole network of churches. How long do you really want to live? Do you know what I answered? I said, logically speaking, you're right. But because because I know that I don't have long left, because I, I know I don't have many years to I want to use the last years of my life to make my beloved pleased. I want to see the Lord one day and say, Lord, that which I was able to do in my power, I did. I can't say I'm very much in love with God, but I want to be really in love with Him. The person who is in love is ready to make sacrifices for the person he loves. Is ready to put his own things aside. Ready to take uh, on suffering. Because he knows he's doing it for his blood. It's worth doing it, worth making the sacrifice. Today, when many times you ask Christians to do something, even a small thing, they do it with such a whining, moaning, grumbling spirit. And you, the Lord probably looks down and thinks, where are the people who are truly in love with me? Love is patient and endures everything. 
իր սիրականի բացակայության մեջ իրա սիրտը փափակում է որ որքան շուտ նրան հանդիպի Someone who's in love really longs for the person he's in love with when that person's far from him I think իրա սիրտը նեղվում է որ ժամերը հաշվում է որ շուտով հանդիպեմ իրան His heart grieves when that person is not with him he counts the hours to meet that person again Եվ եթե իսկապես մեկ Հիսուսի վրա սիրահարված լինի Հիսուսի գալը չի փափակի If someone who is really in love with Jesus won't he truly desire the Lord's coming. Jesus to come soon so that he might see him face to face and join him in heaven. If someone's in love with Jesus and that's how it would be. Someone who's in love like John would say come Lord Jesus come soon. coming come soon. Սիրահարական փողոցի նման կասի ես փափակում եմ գնամ թե պիրամոտ սա շատ ավելի լավ է Someone who's in love like Paul would say I desire to be with him and join with him Եվ սիրահարական մեկը նա է որ գնալու իր սիրահարկանին է նման And someone who's in love as time goes by starts to resemble the person he's in love with That's been proven from a psychological point of view as well. They say two people who are really in love. If they didn't resemble each other before. Over the years they lived together they start to resemble each other. Not just their, their characters but also their physical attributes. It's quite amazing. It's The way they look, the way they walk, the way they speak. The way the the facial muscles are. Just like Mestrop resembles Shushik. He's going to make us tea. So how can we resemble Christ? When we're in love with him. When we're really in love with him, we can see that we are changing to become like him. We're going from glory to glory. Just like Stephen, he'd become so much he was so in love with Jesus, he became so much like Jesus that even his face when he was stoned And hope does not disappoint us because God has poured out his love into our hearts by the Holy Spirit whom he has given us. Poured out. I think it's, a, it's, a, it's an abundant love. 
How can we enjoy this rich love which is poured out? It says the Holy Spirit, the fullness of the Holy Spirit gives us this love. When we are filled with the Holy Spirit, we fall in love with Jesus. How can we be filled with the Holy Spirit? Jesus said, remain in Jerusalem until you are filled with heavenly power. In other words, we need to fix a time with God. Stay in God's presence. Don't rush with God. Don't have a robotic relationship with God that's rushed. Enjoy God's presence. Breathe in His presence. Focus on His presence. Meditate about Him in His presence. And allow the Holy Spirit to come and pour this love into your hearts every day. Have you heard it said that love will never end? Do you think it's true? It's true. God's love will never end. Man's love can end. I've seen many couples divorce who were in love with each other in the past. With great passion, they, they came together and with great passion, they divorced. What happened to all that love? Was it really false? Was it never true? They did love each other. But they didn't keep the love. They didn't work on their love. They didn't let love grow. They didn't give time to love. They didn't value love. They didn't appreciate love. They didn't respect love. They didn't work on their love. They didn't practice their love. You have an orchard in your house. You've got flowers sown there. But you're not taking care of them. You're not watering them. You're not plucking out the weeds. You're not working on that orchard. What will happen if you don't work on your garden? It'll be a mess full of weeds. It'll no longer be a beautiful garden. You have to cultivate your garden to be able to enjoy it. If you want to be in love with Jesus, you have to work on it. You have to give time to God. You have to remain in His presence. You have to allow the Holy Spirit to pour out this love into your heart. And then you will see that even though years will pass, you are still in love. I think the the oldest person here is Brother Hambartsum. Amongst the brothers, anyway. I don't know amongst the sisters. You're not allowed to ask about uh, the ages of the sisters. But what do I see in Brother Hambartsum? I notice it in the prayer meetings when he comes. He's in love with Jesus. His face shows it. 
մտարիքն էլ որևէ կամարմինը տկարանա այդ սերը մեզի թարմ ու աշխուշ է պահում and even though we may grow old and our bodies may, may become frail when we're in love with jesus there's a freshness in our soul our inner being will rejoice and be strong. I want to be in love with Jesus. I don't want to love him. I want to be in love with him. I want really, I want Jesus to, to be number one in my mind and all my thoughts. I want him, not the church, not the work, not the ministry, not other things to occupy my mind. What about you? Shall we pray to fall in love with Jesus? Let's pray together. Let's open our hearts to God. Let's pray that God would give us this heavenly disease. He will give it to us. He is the source and fountain of love. If we remain in his presence and we give time to him and we have a close relationship with him and if we do what he wants us to do we'll see that this type of love starts to awaken in us. Let's spend time just thinking about the Lord. Let's meditate on the Lord. որոշենք այս քիշեր որ մենք ես չեմ ասում հիմա քանի ժամ բայց գոնեմ մեր հաղորդակցության մեջ ասում հետ մի քանի ռոպեներ ավելի շատ ասնենք Let's make a decision tonight not to spend necessarily hours more but at least a few minutes more each of us գոնեմ ավելի շատ ասնենք որ աստուն երկաուչան մեջ մնանք եւ իրան երկաուչունից At least in our lives, let's make a decision to extend the amount of time we spend with God by at least 15 minutes. And to concentrate on Him and allow Him to work in our lives. And then you'll see that slowly, slowly you'll want to extend that to make it half an hour, an hour. Train yourselves that when you're stuck in a traffic jam to be able to enjoy fellowshipping with him. And train yourselves that when you're lying in your bed awake on your own 
that your thoughts would go to him and that you'd be able to fellowship and commune with him. And you'll see that God will awaken your love and you'll fall in love with the Lord. We want to sing this song which David sang. As the deer pants for the water, so my soul longs after you. Let's stand together and sing it. Մեզի տպ չի և ես նոր հիվանդությունը մեզի պարգիտ։ 